Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Let me do some of these emails here. This is from Dan, who says, uh, yes, it's moot. Oh, what kind of point? Right. It, the point is moot. It's irrelevant. Yes, it's moot if it's irrelevant. But it would be mood if it were cows that didn't matter. And it would be mute if kittens were at the center of the controversy. Of course, if it were in connection to a lodge ditch a large ditch around your castle it would be a moat point and if you were looking for a soulmate it probably would be a mate point going to the butcher uh it's a meat point but if there's a lot of dust it might be a mite point okay um <laughs> this is from bill uh, the new mexico governor would have an easier case to argue that there are too many traffic deaths in New Mexico, so her emergency authority is outlawing licensed drivers from driving. That's a great one. Feel safer? Yeah, somebody's doing something. Bill. P.S. I was the guy who stopped by to say hello at the Bloodmobile in Davidson last Friday. Thank you, Bill. Yes, it was. Uh, we appreciate you uh, uh, giving some of your your essence, some of your blood uh, to help the kids in the, uh, the fight against uh, pediatric cancer. By the way, all this month we are doing it. It is the WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive going on all month long, and you can go to WBT.com for details and to register your appointment. We are going to be at the WFNZ Doghouse. Um, that's our sister station. They got, the, they got some, some prime real estate at Minton Moorhead, right outside of the uh, uh, Panther Stadium. Bank of America Stadium. And so uh, we'll be down there on Thursday, September 28th. Be broadcasting uh, my show from there. Winner will be down there. Uh, Vince Coakley will be down there. And the bus will be there. And it'll take you like 10, 15 minutes. You go in, you make a donation, you're done. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll chat. This is from um, Bob. Bob says, Pete. National trial balloon floated by the New Mexican fascist is the next level of assault on the Bill of Rights for election year 2024. And uh, this is from Dennis, who says, isn't this New Mexico governor demonstrating to all of America what dumbassery looks like? The zone of dumbassery. It's true. I totally forgot to recognize where we were. We were in the zone of dumbassery. Kevin says in a sane state, the county sheriffs and chiefs of police would refuse to enforce this and tell her why. Luckily, right, we have the Sheriff Allen who did that in Albuquerque. Pretty forcefully, I thought. And these are all Democrats. This is some hot Democrat on Democrat action. Some hot D on D action. So um, I give them credit for that. It's intra-party, but look... New Mexico is a solid blue state, right? Um, and so uh, I give them credit when they go against their own on a clearly unconstitutional power grab. And the legislature needs to impeach her. Otherwise, all of your lip service about the orange man 
is for naught. Seriously. I mean, I already know you're full of crap, but uh, like, then, I, then like, you would now have no leg to stand on. You'd be like the knight from Princess Bride. You'd, you're just done. Like, you have no legs to stand on. You, you have no morally superior position because you, you would not impeach your own when she went beyond her constitutional authority. Which, by the way, that is precisely why you need the firearms. Right? Like, for the people, like, this is the beautiful thing about what she has done, right? It lays bare the lie that they're not coming for the guns. Because they are obviously coming for the guns. This is what she has said. She says we're going we're gonna to criminalize the law-abiding, even though she knows and admits that criminals are not going to follow her stunt of emergency order. So what is the purpose? Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to carry. Oh, okay, so you're just going to rob people of their constitutional rights because you think they shouldn't have those rights. That's precisely why we have the Second Amendment. It's to prevent tyrants like you from being able to take us uh, or take rights away from us, to deprive us of our liberties. That's the reason. When a, when a duly elected, democratically elected official goes tyrannical, that's why the Second Amendment exists. All right, uh, let's uh, retrain our focus here a little bit more local. We got a new uh, uh, candidate in the running for governor. Because, you know, Roy Cooper, my good friend Ray, he is no longer eligible to run for uh, governor any longer. He's uh, uh, term limited. So he's going to be done after this uh, term. Josh Stein, the boy would be ma- uh, would be governor, rather. Um, Josh Stein, who has been uh, in training for this basically all of his adult life to be the next governor. Uh, he is the only declared candidate, if I recall correctly, in the Democrat primary. But that changed today. Mike Morgan, the judge, the guy who just stepped down off the Supreme Court of North Carolina, he announced today his candidacy to become governor of the state of North Carolina. Prior, this is from his his official press release, prior to leaving the state's highest court earlier this month, Morgan had been a state government employee for 44 years, 34 as a judge. He's the only person in the history of North Carolina to have served in four different judgeships. I did not know that. Okay. A native of New Bern, as an eight-year-old fifth grader in 1964, Morgan was the first black student to attend an all-white Trent Park Elementary School, becoming one of five black students that year to integrate New Bern's public school system citywide. In the 11th grade, the former justice became the first black drum major of the marching band of New Bern Senior high school. Okay. I mean, real, well, okay. You're going to, you put that in there. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yes. You're the, if you're the first black student at the school, I'm thinking any position that you get on any of the extracurricular activities, you're going to be the first black student to do that. Right. And I don't know about drum majors, whatever, whatever he put it in his announcement. That's fine. He and his wife, Audrey, live in Raleigh. They have an adult daughter, an adult son, and a daughter-in-law, and five grandchildren. So, this might be a little problematic for the boy would-be governor, Josh Stein. This might be difficult, because Josh Stein is a white guy. Comes from privilege. He's He's a rich white man. 
He does not live north of Richmond. <clears throat> but anyway, um, Mike Morgan, probably rich too at this point, but he's a black man. And in a Democrat primary, it is difficult for a white male at large, which a statewide race is at large. It's not a district race. So a white male running statewide as a Democrat is difficult unless, unless, think Cal Cunningham. I mean, not like that Cal Cunningham. Anyway, okay. You need a, if you're Josh Stein, you need another minority candidate, preferably like a black woman to run also. Because you need to split that vote. You need to split the black vote inside the Democrat primary because black women are like a huge, hugely important part of the Democrat coalition. They are the drivers that and like the awfuls, the affluent white female liberals, the awfuls. But the female vote is, is essential. Black female core constituency. You don't turn out that demographic Democrats. You're in trouble. So Mike Morgan's entrance into this race poses problems for Josh Stein, who picked up the endorsement of my good friend Ray Cooper the other day. I suspect it was because they were trying to convince Mike Morgan not to get into the race. But this is a smart move. Nobody else is in the race. But if I'm Josh Stein's people, first off, I'm doing some serious like reassessment of my, my life. But secondly, I would be like, hey, we need to find somebody else to help split that uh, that African-American vote in the Democrat primary. Because if you can do that, then Josh Stein has a lane. See, Democrats, they live and die by these identity politics. They really do. Oh, also, Mike Morgan stepped aside. So who's going who's gonna to sit in his chair? What lawyer with a wardrobe change is going to sit in that chair? Glad you asked. I have the answer in a moment. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Got a message on the Twitter machine about the uh, announcement. Supreme Court, former Supreme Court Judge Michael Morgan announced he will be running for governor. He's a Democrat. That means there's going to be a Democrat primary between Morgan and the already declared candidate, Josh Stein, the current attorney general in North Carolina. Um. Oh, and so, yeah, so here, uh, this uh, tweet from Andy who says, a black man versus a black man general election governor race in North Carolina? It could happen, right? It could happen. If if Morgan beats Stein in the Democrat primary and Robinson beats 
uh, Falwell, Walker, and Wells in the Republican primary, then, yeah, you could have the Republican, a black man, and the Democrat, a black man, as the two major candidates. I mean, yes, the Libertarian Party also has a um, uh, also has a primary, but that would be the marquee matchup. Morgan versus Robinson. So it it could happen. So Morgan stepped down. So a couple things I had. Um, hang on a second. Let me see if I can find it. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it during the next break. Because Michael Morgan was about to be age limited out of his seat. So the seat is up for reelection. But had he run again, he may have he may have won reelection, but he would have been age limited out age kept. So in North Carolina, you have to retire off the bench at age 72. Now, the governor can bring you back in, make you an, a, an appointment for uh, like some fill in work, some substitute judge in that sort of stuff. But uh, you have to like the Supreme Court justices cycle off at age 72. And so there is this uh, uh, they have a, they have an next I think it's an eight year term that they sit for. So if he had won, he would have gotten aged out. So he resigns now, he steps aside now, and it allows not just him to run for governor, where he's not age-limited out, but it allows the governor of his own party to name a replacement. And my good friend Ray Cooper did just that. He named... Well, actually, should I do the, uh, should I do the drum roll? That's no, all right. Um, I was going to do the drum roll, but it doesn't matter. Allison Riggs. Give it up, everyone. Allison. 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 North Carolina Court of Appeals Judge Allison Riggs was appointed to the state Supreme Court by Democrat Governor Roy Cooper to fill the seat vacated by North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Michael Morgan. Cooper appointed Judge Carolyn Thompson to replace Riggs because Riggs is moving off the Court of Appeals, which she wasn't elected to either. Riggs has not won an election. She, yeah, she got appointed to the Court of Appeals. And I believe they, they uh, Governor, yeah, Governor Cooper, I believe he, he put her there, even though there were other judges that he could have, like, elevated, that had judge experience, you know, but he didn't. He, he paid her with a judgeship. I mean, that's how patronage works, Right. For her work that she was doing, her her bang up work as a left wing activist lawyer, and so here is your wardrobe change. Put on the black robes, and now you're on the court of appeals, and you're not having a lot of fun over there because it's like mainly Republicans. You're not winning any cases whatsoever. So now we're going to bump you up to the state supreme court, and again she leapfrogs over other more qualified, more experienced judges. Dare I call it privilege? So do you remember who Allison Riggs is? Do you remember her history? If not, you're in for a treat. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, Tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. 
Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Alrighty, so the Supreme Court Judge Mike Morgan steps down. He retires off of the state Supreme Court. He announces today he's going to run for governor. This, not even 24 hours after Roy Cooper names his replacement on the bench. He had he had stepped down a couple of uh, weeks ago. He had made that announcement. So Cooper makes his announcement for Morgan's replacement yesterday, and then Morgan announces he's running for governor today. I got to believe there was some level of coordination on that, but I don't know that to be the case. Um, so who is who is going to replace now Mike Morgan on the state Supreme Court? Roy Cooper, he's a Democrat. And so he's going to appoint a Democrat to the bench. And it's not because Mike Morgan was also a Democrat. It's just that Roy Cooper always appoints Democrats to fill any judicial vacancy, basically. And uh, this is what actually angered Paul Newby, the state Supreme Court judge currently, and prompted him to run against Sherry Beasley two years ago. Paul Newby was the ranking member of the state Supreme Court. And when the Chief Justice, Mark Martin, retired to go race in NASCAR, he no, I'm kidding. It's a different Mark Martin. But he retired he he stepped down off the bench. He took a job as a like a provost or chancellor or president of some college someplace. And that left the 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 chief justice position open. Newbie being the senior ranking judge and the norms were that the ranking, you know, the most senior member would become chief justice. He was denied that opportunity by Roy Cooper, who is a partisan hack. And so he stuck Sherry Beasley in there that prompted Newby to run against Beasley and he beat her by like, you know, like 600 votes or something, 500 votes. It's very close, but it was also very illuminating because we heard the lawyers for Sherry Beasley, such as Mark Elias, making the argument that it didn't matter if absentee ballots had a postmark on them or not. The law requires that they be postmarked by Election Day. And then there was this grace period afterwards, like 10 days or something, where the, the ballots could still arrive. And... They were making the argument that they shouldn't be disqualified if they didn't have a postmark because obviously they arrived at the Board of Elections. I mean, it may have been the day after the election, but still it got here. So obviously it had to have been mailed before Election Day. And that's not obvious, actually. That's the point of the postmark. So it and the reason I say this was illuminating is because the rules You know, they say that these rules are there to make it easier to vote, but also every vote counts and they still have election integrity. But they will also challenge all of these very rules. And as, you know, uh, as onerous, if they need to, they will challenge them as unnecessary if they need to. Right. So there's no fealty to the rule of law here, just like in the last hour talking about that New Mexican governor and her unconstitutional stunt of emergency order on the guns same thing so who does roy cooper name but allison riggs allison riggs comes from the court of appeals but she hasn't been there very long 
well, like not even a year, I think. So, um, why her? Well, she is of the same pedigree as Anita Earls, the other Democrat on the state Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Riggs was appointed by Cooper to the Court of Appeals in December. Yeah, so not even a year ago. She fills the vac- She was filling the vacancy left by Judge Richard Dietz. Richard Dietz had run for the state Supreme Court and won that seat. So he left to go on the state Supreme Court. That opened up a position on the Court of Appeals, and Riggs got appointed to that open seat by Governor Cooper. Before that, before that, she served as the uh, co-executive director and chief counsel for voting rights at the Southern Coalition for Social Justice. She's an activist lawyer. She's the one who has been suing the, or been representing, I should say, the organization that has been suing the Republican legislature for the better part of a decade. And her former boss was Anita Earls, the founder of the Southern Coalition for Social Justice. So these are basically North Carolina's versions of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. See, the rules are different when you're a Democrat. You can come out of the most activist shop, right? You can you could be part of of this network of left-wing aligned organizations suing for all sorts of uh, uh, leftist organizations and nonprofits all under the Blueprint NC umbrella. You can do all of that work, and you'll still be billed as just a left-of-center activist lawyer, a left-of-center lawyer. Anita Earls, her mentor, is an associate justice already on the state Supreme Court, A motion filed in the state Supreme Court in January 2022 described Riggs as Earl's longtime colleague, co-author and friend, which is why Earl's should not have been listening and ruling on the cases brought by the Southern Coalition for Social Justice. This was her organization. The attorney representing her organization is her friend and, and mentee. You should not be the judge in the case. You should have recused yourself. But, of course, it's different when it's a Democrat. So she got to sit in judgment. I mean, she's only one of two Democrats on the body, and so it didn't matter. The Republicans all ruled five to two against them. Riggs has spent much of her career fighting election laws approved by the Republican-led General Assembly. She has represented the left-of-center activist group Common Cause in its ongoing legal challenge against state legislative and congressional election maps. Gee, how do you think she's going to rule? Gee, what do you think her maps are going to look like when she draws them up? Riggs has represented plaintiffs challenging North Carolina's voter ID laws. Gee, what do you think she's going to rule when it comes to her? Do you think she's going to say, yeah, we have a constitutional amendment now on the books calling for voter ID? Yes, we have the most you know liberally constructed and applied voter ID law in the land, and so it's not suppression. Do you think she's going to rule that way? Of course not. This is why I call them lawyers with a wardrobe change. The notion that she's just going to put all of those arguments aside, that what she didn't really believe any of that stuff when she was arguing it, when she was working for a nonprofit organization as their lawyer, 
This isn't like somebody came in and hired you to represent them. You know, you've got your own practice and, hey, we're looking to retain a lawyer. No, she was an employee of the group. So your 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 values are aligned with their philosophy. These are the same people that threw out Kimberly Strack. Kimberly Strack was the head of the uh, she was the executive director of the state board of elections. Kimberly Strack had been a, a longtime employee, an investigator at the board of elections, and she took down Mike Easley. Um, I think Meg Scott Phipps. She was an investigator for election-related uh, fraud and corruption, and she was effective. And they put her in uh, in charge of the uh, of the board of elections. But her husband is an attorney who got hired by the legislature to defend them because Roy Cooper, as attorney general, would not. And so the legislative leaders went out and hired a good attorney, and it happened to be Kimberly Strack's husband. And so when Democrats took over, they fired her because her husband's a lawyer. But when you're a Democrat, you can be the lawyer and you can rule on the cases. See, it's different when they do it. I know I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it hadn't actually happened yet, but it's almost official now. We won. We won, everybody. Give it up. We are winners. We are the champions. California losers lost. California may soon lift a ban on state-funded travel to states. This is the Associated Press, so here it comes. They're going to lift the ban on state travel, state-funded travel to states with anti-LGBTQ laws. Well, where's the plus 2SL whatever? Like what? What's up with that? bigots anyway um they're gonna they're gonna lift the ban and instead focus on an advertising campaign to bring anti-discrimination messages to red states (laughs) this should go well (laughs) this should go very well i am looking forward to not seeing any of the ads wonder what they're gonna do what do you think do you think they're gonna buy radio spots oh oh i would love to hear some of their radio spots Ooh, maybe billboards. Billboards, you think? Digital or the or the old school ones? I don't know. TV commercials? Or just a whole bunch of di- digital spots? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram spots? I don't know. I have no idea what the campaigns, but I'm super excited to see these ads to tell everybody how bad we are in these states. Aren't you? But, I mean, think of this. These are not the actions of, of winners, Okay. You guys, you started banning official travel to states with laws that you deemed discriminatory back in 2017, six years ago. It started with Kansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, and of course, yeah, North Carolina, what with our bathroom bill and all. Since then, the list has grown to include a total of 26 states. So that's, uh, let me see, carry the seven. That's like half. That's like half of the states, 26 states, most of them Republican-led, following a surge of, again, anti-LGBTQ legislation. The prohibition has prevented elected officials, state workers, and university scholars from traveling to more than half of the country. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe actually now we are losing. 
dang it, maybe we are losing. These people are now going to be, they're now going to be traveling here. Ugh. I mean, to be fair, they were able to travel. They just couldn't use state money. So they had to do this sort of uh, money laundering deal. You know, they had to like move money around in order to pay their way. The uh, Yeah, it posed a challenge, especially to sports teams at the public colleges and universities. They had to find alternative funding sources to pay for their road games in states like Arizona and Utah. That's okay. You just, you know, get the student athletes to do some endorsement deals and t- take all their money, right? Just like, you guys already had that blueprint. Just, anyway. Um, It has also complicated some of the state's other policy goals, like using state money to pay for people who live in other states to come to California for abortions. See? So this is one of these moments of clarity for us. What does the left value more highly? Abortion or LGBT rights? Abortions. Yes. They obviously esteem abortion more highly than LGBTers because they threw you guys right under the bus in order to in order to preserve the ability to kill a whole bunch of babies, right? Because they're like, hey, in California, come here, we'll kill your baby. And uh, they're, they're counting on all the red states uh, people to come to California for the abortions. So, like, this is a big marketing thing. So I guess they're going to have an advertising push on that, too. Ooh, do you think they'll have radio ads? I wonder, ooh, will they be doing those radio ads in red states? Maybe so. But when forced, think about this, when forced to decide which special interest to support, Planned Parenthood or LGBT rights, they're tossing the LGBT years right overboard. Which makes sense because abortion is basically a sacrament to the left, so you can't really compete with the religion. Anyway, California lawmakers in the state assembly yesterday passed legislation to end the travel ban. The bill introduced by state Senate leader Tony Atkins, loved his diet, by the way, uh, would also establish an outreach and advertising campaign in states on the travel ban list to promote LGBTQ messages. Look, we don't need any more of these ads. Just watch Hulu or something. It's like every drug ad in the commercial breaks is like a same-sex couple. We don't need these extra ads on TV here. We already get them. These people are so detached. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. (laughs) 